0: Welcome to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I am your host, elemental yoga teacher, Samantha Dinnage. Join me as we explore holistic approaches to find more balance in today's hectic world. Welcome to this episode about being more mindful and less mindless. Let's get stuck straight in. So 2020 was a very different year. It made us step out of autopilot and do things differently. I said at the beginning of 2020, that the term 2020 at the opticians means clear vision. And I think by having a shakeup this past year, it has certainly helped to bring greater perspective to me about what's important in life, where my values lie and it's given a chance to reflect. I begin to start to visualize the new normal that I want to be experiencing in 2021. Whilst 2020 has certainly had its challenging moments, and for some it has been a traumatic experience, I truly hope that it helps us to move forwards in a more mindful way, rather than mindlessly going back to the same patterns we previously did pre-COVID which may not have served as well. I feel 2021 is a time to awaken, to be aware and place time and energy on things that we choose. So many of us feel that there's not enough time in the day to get everything done, let alone have time for ourselves and the things that we enjoy. I know many of us also want to feel less stressed. Only by choosing to awaken and consciously live a life where it feels less rushed and finding ways to manage stress are things going to change. It's the fact that we all have 24 hours in a day. That's 1,440 minutes each day. This gives some perspective when we say we don't have five minutes to do a meditation or 10 minutes to do some short yoga stretching. We have plenty of minutes available to us. It's what we choose to do with them that that is perhaps the issue. Similarly, in one week, there are 10,080 minutes or 168 hours. Yes, I hear you. We all have responsibilities and things that need doing. But are you consciously choosing what you are doing and what actions you are taking? For example, I know all too well it can be easy to check my phone for emails and messages and use up some of my time that I could have spent doing some yoga, for example, or having a quiet cup of tea for 10 minutes without cluttering my mind with more and more information from social media. My latest addiction is checking Rightmove, seeing what new houses are available in the area. So, I've had to delete the app from my phone. And guess what? It saved me so much time and energy from constantly going on there and analysing the options. There is no need to check it numerous times per day. Are you someone who sits and watches TV until late at night and watches just one more episode? instead of getting the important rest and healing time that you need through sleep. Services such as Netflix and Prime are really clever and are designed to keep us watching them. These companies have invested a lot to help to keep us engaged. We as consumers have to be aware of this and consciously and mindfully choose what is best for us rather than mindlessly following the prompts that the companies want us to take and that support the company's bottom lines and not our well-being. I've heard a lot of people commenting about working a little bit later whilst they've been working from home because the work and home life can get blurred into one. At the end of the working day, it can be very easy just to send a few more emails or spend an extra half an hour working on something or even longer. So I'd like to question, is there something that you can consciously do to say that it is the end of your working day? Can you have a ritual that is something nice for you to look forward to at the end of the day? Or if you need something a bit more clear-cut, one option, like they have a buzzer in a factory, is to set an alarm and know that is the end of your workday and that you have done enough. When I use alarms, personally, I like to set two alarms, one 10 to 15 minutes before my end time so that I can consciously start to wrap things up. And then the second alarm is when I actually need to stop. And when you carry on, as it's easy to do so, and it can seem harmless, but in the long term, there is a significant opportunity cost. While spending time and energy on work you have less time and energy for other things such as family time, preparing a nutritious meal or speaking with friends. Even if you're not sure what you would spend the time doing it's about creating the time and space to fill with something else. Of course there are times where we need to push on and perhaps incorporate a few extra hours to meet a deadline or if you work in accounts for example towards the end of the financial year but that is a short-term thing when this is happening long-term that's where often we see an impact on health are you awake and aware when it comes to your food and drink choices do you eat or drink something because it's there because it's what you've always eaten? Or is it because you consciously choose to eat what you do? I know for me, I'm an absolute nightmare if I'm at a buffet. If I stand next to it, I will continue to eat and eat and eat, just mindlessly picking up the next item, whether it's something that I even really love or not. Have you ever had a few too many chocolates and felt sick? I've certainly done this on occasions because I mindlessly eat without being mindful of the consequences. How we eat is also a huge factor. Previously, I would mindlessly wolf my meals down. Since I've started to take my time and slow down and chew my food, I find that my digestion and my stomach feel so much happier. Do you pause and consider Why it is that you're eating? Is it to fill a hole in your stomach? To give your body and mind the nourishment and fuel that it needs? Or perhaps you are filling an empty void. This could be boredom or loneliness, for example. Becoming aware of why you are eating is the first step to making other choices. And Dr. Chatterjee I would really recommend his Feel Better Live More podcast and he has just released a new book titled Feel Great Lose Weight which includes the how and the why of eating and from the content that I've seen around this book it certainly looks like a valuable read. I don't have kids yet so this is simply an observation However, I hear plenty of parents saying that they don't have any free evenings because they are taking their kids from one activity to another and that it is exhausting. Yes, there are times to push on and make sacrifices. But again, when it's week in, week out, I have to question, is it worth it? As an old secondary school teacher, seeing some kids looking shattered due to excessive out-of-school activities or long hours on the PlayStation, it really doesn't seem conducive to health and well-being. Sure, kids absolutely need to move, to challenge themselves, to have hobbies that they enjoy, but I feel sometimes there could be more balance. Are you and your family consciously and mindfully making lifestyle choices that work for you all? Thinking about autopilot, do you walk or drive the same routes on autopilot all the time? Do you automatically open up the same apps on your phone without really thinking about it? Mixing things up can help us to be more in the present moment as we surround ourselves with new experiences and environments. One thing that was really interesting for me was when I moved some of the apps on my phone around over Christmas so they were on different layers of the home screen. It really heightened my awareness that I was clicking on the same apps without thinking when I opened my screen. So as I opened my screen, I was automatically opening up my emails. I was automatically opening up social media. Once I'd actually moved where the apps were, I wasn't automatically then placing my thumb on that same place on the screen that would open that app. And that was really important to create some space. It gave some space a pause for me to choose whether I actually wanted to go and find that app and open it up and use it. And most of the time, no, I didn't. I did not need to check these things again. It was a simple and powerful wake up call that got me thinking how many other aspects of my life fall into autopilot or habits that actually I don't want to choose to have. And that's somewhere where I could really awaken more and be more mindful. I don't know about you. Other task that can often go on autopilot is popping to the shop again after work. Do you go in needing one item and mindlessly come out with a basket full of other items as well? It's so, so easy to get distracted. For me, having a list really helps and shopping somewhere like Audi that doesn't have buy one, get one, freeze at every corner tempting me does help me to mindfully purchase the items that I intended to. Sometimes it may be that we can make do with what we have at home rather than visiting the shop again. And I know more and more people will have adopted this practice since the risk of coronavirus that's currently present. So what mindful steps can you take around your shopping habits? In this week's episode, we've looked at a few examples of how we can live more mindfully rather than mindlessly. We've looked at things of our use of time, TV binging on Netflix, Prime, etc. The blurry lines of working from home and home life, eating, also considering the how and the why as well as what we eat and other autopilot habits and routines. To help you to awaken and act more mindfully, I invite you to consider one aspect of your life that feels rather mindless. How could you make this more mindful? Perhaps you can find something that you do on a daily basis so that if you change this one thing, it's having an impact on you every day. As always I hope this episode has been thought provoking and I send you lots of well wishes from my home here in Derby and I'll see you again in two weeks time for the next episode. Because I know life is busy and finding some much needed me time can be difficult I'm on a mission to help people like you to de-stress, release tension, enjoy movement and find more relaxation. I invite you to join me with my online yoga and Zumba classes either live on Zoom or in the BB On Demand video library. Hop over to the classes link in the show notes for more details. Thank you so much for listening to the Beautifully Balanced podcast. I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review and press the subscribe button. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Beautifully Balanced podcast.